0: Turn with me, please, to Matthew, the sixth chapter, Matthew chapter six, and uh, we'll begin reading about verse 31, and we begin a new series last week called Seeking the Kingdom. Seeking the Kingdom. I'm excited about it. The truth will make you free. And so we want to continue that today. If you weren't with us, then uh, you can easily get last week's message. Go online, download it, or you can go back in the Word Supply, get a CD or DVD. won't cost you anything. And let's join in faith now for utterance. You don't want to say, well, let's see what this preacher knows. I assure you it won't be enough if you just look in there. But let's look to him, Amen. right? And how many believe he could speak to you? Either through me or just directly to you. And one word, one phrase could just clear up things you've been wondering about for decades, right? Or open up a path of direction. So let's believe him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we agree together asking you for utterance and anointing for the moving of your spirit. Give us all ears to hear and eyes that see and a heart to receive. Let there come answers and light and direction, and we'll not be hearers only, forgetful hearers, but we'll, by your help, be doers of it, and put it into practice, in Jesus' name, amen. In Matthew 6, 31, Jesus said, therefore take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, wherewithal shall we be clothed? You think most Christians do that? What he said? or are they taking thought where are we going to get this how are we going to get this should we take him seriously then we should quit worrying and taking any anxious thought about how we're going to pay our bills how we're going to eat how our kids are going to go to school because to do otherwise is to ignore the clear direction of the Master. He said, verse 32, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Should there be a difference between us and the ungodly, the unsaved, unbelievers? There should be. What's the difference in how we live and how they live? Because he says, after all these things, the Gentiles seek at what they're seeking after, what we call making a living. Getting my bills paid. Something to eat, place to stay. That's the focus, that's it. And you know, ultimately what? Be able to retire, have some fun, you know. Is that it? <laughs> is that it? How much is that different from what the ungodly are doing? Well, it's quiet in here. <laughs> he said, for your heavenly father knows... That you have need of all these things. Now, you hear some people saying, well, you know, we may not need these things. The Lord may. No, the Bible said the Lord knows that you do need them. Yes. Yes. If He knows you need them, must be His will for you to have them. Yes. He knows you need them. But what's He telling you? Don't seek after them. He knows you need them. He wants you to have them. But don't seek after them like the unbelievers do. What do I do instead? Verse uh, 33. But seek ye first. In other words you seek. First. The kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things. What things? Housing, clothing. all All those things. Shall be added to you. Now that's not you adding them to yourself. That's him adding them to you. And that's a different way of living. I said, that's a different way of living. Now, um, I know decades ago, Phyllis and I were experiencing some real financial difficulties. We'd been in the ministry for a couple of years and um, had had some more income. We learned how to, a few things about believing God, but. Um, How many know that even though you have more money coming in, you can still have even more money going out, right? (laughs) And still be in worse shape. And we were. And it went from bad to worse, month after month and even year after year. And at one point, I was earnestly seeking the Lord about our situation. And I told him, I said, Lord, I know this is not your fault. And I know enough about the word to know this is not your will. It's not your will for us to be tight like this all the time and behind, Lord help me, I mean um, I'm in the ministry, I've been to Bible school, but uh, I'm hurting, you know, Lord whatever I need to see and know, please help me, whoever uh, you need to put me around, or you can minister to me through, to show me what I need to see, I'm asking for your help. And and I didn't see everything and understand everything the next day. But looking back now, I can see that immediately he started showing me things and teaching me things and helping me and brought me right out. And one of the first things that he uh, showed me was this, this verse. Right here. He took me to this verse. And this is what, I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside he spoke to my heart. And he said, son, you Like many of my children know this verse, but you're not doing it. I'm a preacher. (laughs) I've preached on prosperity, but he said, you're not doing this. Well, I want us to talk about that because thank God he helped us and and we made some changes and, and I'm not claiming that we've done it all perfectly, but what does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom? Are you seeking the kingdom of God? Well, you'd have to know what it was, right, <laughs> first, to know if you're seeking it or not. What is the kingdom of God? Well, kingdom is basically two words, king and dom from dominion. The kingdom is the king's dominion. Actually, in Young's literal translation, you see it all through the New Testament. Instead of using the word kingdom, he uses the word reign. R-E-I-G-N, reign. Seek ye first the reign of God. And so, talking about the king's reign, that would be the area of the king's influence. The king's dominion, what the king reigns over. What does he reign over? We're going to talk about that this morning. Aren't you glad you got a roof over your head? I shouldn't be in a hurry, should I? You don't want to rush out of here into the rain, do you? I mean, no telling how long I could preach over here today. (laughs) Well, I tell you, the kingdom of God is a big subject. In this sixth chapter, back up to verse 9... And see what he had already been talking about. Just a few verses earlier. Before he said seek ye first the kingdom. Verse 9 when they asked him about praying. He said after this manner therefore pray ye. Our father which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. What's the very next thing? Your the father's kingdom come. Your will be done. In earth as it is in heaven. He goes on to say. Read the rest of the prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Keep going. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For what? Yours is the kingdom. What is the kingdom? What the king reigns over, the king's dominion or reign. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And just a few verses later, he says, don't seek what the Gentiles are seeking. You seek what? The kingdom. The kingdom of God. His reign and his righteousness. His, well, that goes together. What All that the king reigns over, he reigns in righteousness and in justice you can see evidence of his reign when he's reigning over something, it's done right. And it's fair. And it's just and good. If it's not, that's indication he's not reigning over it. Now this is one of the biggest things that we need mind renewal about as believers. When we say, seek ye first the kingdom of God, What is God ruling over? What is he reigning over? And many Christians would say everything. God's reigning over everything. God's in control of everything. And that's just not true. Did you hear that? That was a holy cow. We just poked it real hard. Did you hear it? Religious tradition that has replaced the word of God. People, oh man, people get huffy and they go, "Ha, God's in control of everything. Is he? Is he? Go back to the prayer. He taught us to pray what? Thy Thy kingdom come. Now, if the kingdom has already come and is manifested in its fullness, why would you pray that it would come? And what's the rest of it? Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. If God's will is being done in its entirety on the earth, why would you need to pray? That it would be. The truth is it's not. Let me ask you this. On earth as it is in heaven. How is it in heaven? We don't know a lot about heaven, but we've given some things in the word of God Tell me about the crime rate in heaven. How much crime in heaven? How much famine? Disease? War? How much? You know why? Because God is in complete control there. And we need to be seeking that his will would be done here. Like it is there. (laughs) <laughs> now last week we went into some detail about how that Jesus was tempted of the devil. You remember Matthew 4 and Luke 4 where he was out in the wilderness for 40 days and among other things the Bible said the devil showed him what? Anybody remember what he showed him? All the kingdoms of this world in a moment of time. And showed him all the glory of them. Well we know Rome. Was a great kingdom. In those days. And there were other kingdoms. What did he say to him? I will give you. The devil is telling Jesus. Yeah. The devil. Is there a devil? Yeah. Hmm? There is. The devil is telling Jesus. I will give you the authority of all the kingdoms of the world because it's been delivered to me and I give it to whoever I want to. Most Christians don't believe that, do they? You know what they believe? God is in control. They don't believe the Bible. Did you hear that cow again? I heard it too. Woo! Now let's just stop right here. Did you know the devil. The devil wants you to believe God's in control. And he wants you to believe there is no devil. Why? Because if you believe God's in control. Ultimately you're going to blame God. For all of the terrible things. Hmm, that are going on. And even if you don't say it, you just won't understand. And many people have become bitter against God. Have a thing. God, why did you do this? And then preachers come along and say, well, there must have been a reason. And the truth is, God had nothing to do with it. Jesus talked about the devil's kingdom. He said, if Satan be divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? Hmm? The Bible talks about principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world. Is that talking about God? No, no. It shouldn't be hard to figure out. We already talked about it. When the thief comes, the devil comes he comes to steal and to kill and destroy, Jesus said. Yes. Do we see anything that's stealing from people, yes. killing people, yes. destroying people? Yes. Then what do you know? 2 yes. Corinthians 4.4 is right. Satan's the God of this world. And he's ruling and reigning through men and through the curse and through any number of situations. Now I know that may not be as popular as some other things, but how many want to know the truth, not just what's comfortable? The truth will do what for you? It'll, It'll make you free. Thank you, Lord. Go with me, please, over to the book of Hebrews, second chapter. I want us to talk about, actually, I'm moving too quick. Go to Luke 17, and then we'll work our way over to uh, Hebrews. I want us to ask some questions. We've already asked and begun to answer, what is the kingdom of God? I want to ask also, where is the kingdom, and when is the kingdom? These are very important things for us to understand, and I don't claim to know it all. I'm believing for light and Revelation. Let's come up higher. Let's get free from tradition and junk. And walk in the light. Are there benefits for us? What will happen to you. If you're truly seeking first the kingdom of God. You won't live like unsaved people. They're struggling. Working themselves silly. Just trying to make ends meet. You'll be busy seeking God. And he'll add everything to you. Now in the. Luke 17, let's begin to answer where is the kingdom? Now we know that, uh, we know kingdom is the king's reign, where the king reigns. Luke 17 and 20, when Jesus was demanded of the Pharisees, you ever noticed how demanding these religious people are? Didn't ask, demanded. Demanded when the kingdom of God should come. Now, why would they demand this? What did they say to him? When's this kingdom you're talking about going to come? Why would they say that? Because he must have talked a lot about it. He must have talked a lot about it. Because finally they say, "What are you talking about? This kingdom, this king. When, when's it coming?" And he said the kingdom of God comes not with observation or with outward show. Don't look on the outside for it. (laughs) Because that's what they were doing. Even his own disciples were too. They thought the kingdom of God should immediately appear, the scripture said. And they're talking about on the outside. They thought Jesus was going to become king physically in fact there were a couple of groups of people more than once ready to do it for him remember that and he walked away and wouldn't be a part of it but they thought he was going to lead them to total deliverance and victory over the Romans over everybody else and then Israel become a supreme power in the world and they were thinking outward weren't they And he said no. Verse 21. Neither shall they say lo here. Here's the kingdom. Lo there. There's the kingdom. For behold. The kingdom of God. Is within you. Now let's back up. What is the kingdom of God? It's where he reigns. Hmm? Is he reigning Everywhere in the earth? No. Obviously not. But have you given your heart to him? Yes. And your life to him? Yes. Then he reigns in here. Yes. <laughs> oh somebody say he reigns. He reigns in, me. in me. The kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is, in me. is in me. I'm in the kingdom. And the kingdom is in me. God is reigning over those who have believed and received Jesus as Lord and who are yielding to his lordship. See, when people adamantly pound their fist and go, God is in control. And I don't care what you want to do. If God will, he's going to make you do it. And it's just not true. It's just not true. All you got to do is open your eyes and look around. The truth is, right now in the earth. God is only ruling over those who yield themselves to his rule. That's the truth. But soon... (laughs) So let's answer the questions again. What is the kingdom of God? Help me out. It's wherever God is reigning. So where is the kingdom? It's not just out here where the kingdom of the United States of America is, or China, or UK, or whatever, it's not like those kingdoms. It's in us. Because he's not reigning over all that right now, but he is reigning over me. Somebody say, he's reigning over me. me. Because I'm yielding to him. him. Hallelujah. See, he's only reigning over those who are yielding to him right now. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord. Now, go with me over to uh, Hebrews 2, and let's talk about when. We've answered a little bit what, and a little bit about where. But when is very important. This is where some folks, I believe, have gotten confused about kingdom preaching and teaching, and actually came to some wrong conclusions. Taught some things that weren't weren't correct. In Hebrews 2, and what is it, about verse 7 or so. Let's back up to verse 5. It says, Unto the angels has he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. One in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that you're mindful of him, or the son of man that you visit him? You made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor and did set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. Now sometimes people take a phrase like that and they just stop right there and they go, No, now see there? He's, God's over everything. Everything subject. No, keep reading. Keep reading. You've put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see what? Not yet. Not yet. All things put under him. The redemptive act is a total success. All authority has been given to him. In heaven and in earth. And we're on a track for the kingdom of God to encompass everything. And for the glory of God to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. But we don't see all that yet. Do we? We will. Oh, somebody say we will. We will. We will. But right now, In the plan of God, he is allowing mankind, successive generations of mankind to choose whether he reigns over them or not. And sadly, most of the world has chosen not to let him reign over them. And here's the thing. If the God of heaven is not reigning over you, the God of this world is, no matter what you think. Many have thought, no, I, I do my own thing. Yeah, you're kidding yourself. <laughs> you're having your strings pulled like a puppet. There is only one way not to be mastered over by sin and the curse and the God of this world, and it's by being translated out of the kingdom of darkness. Into the kingdom of his beloved dear son. Yes. You believe it or not. Yes. The only way to keep the God of this world from reigning over you. Is to let God reign over you. Hallelujah. The Bible said submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. And he'll flee from you. But if you're not submitting. Don't expect submission. <laughs> If you're not submitting to God, don't expect the devil to submit to you. He knows he doesn't have to. Remember the seven sons of Siva are a perfect example of that. They weren't submitted to God, but they tried to use the name of Jesus. and It just didn't work good for them. If you're not submitting, don't expect submission. Hebrews 2, keep reading. You've put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. Everybody said out loud now we see not yet, see not yet. all things, all things put, under put under him. So is God actively controlling everything right now? Not. No, not yet. Not yet. Go to 1 Corinthians 15, please. I believe the Lord's really helping us on this, don't you? 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, about verse uh, 22. 1 Corinthians 15:22. Aren't we thankful for the Word of God? Yes. How ignorant we'd be <laughs> without His Word. Wouldn't know what was right. He said, As in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Keep going. For every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Now you're going to see the next several verses, time references. Now and later. When and then and until, these are time references. How many know Jesus has been raised from the dead? How about us? Not yet. <laughs> right? But we will be. I said, we will be. I mean, let me, I'm having a hard time not jumping ahead on some things. We're going to some amazing places in this study. Do you believe it? We're going to some shout "Hallelujah. Jump up and run places. When our bodies are changed and we're raised from the dead, what comes after that? We shall rule and reign with him. In what? In the kingdom. When this happens is when you'll see the rest of it happen. When our body is changed... Is when you'll see God's rule and dominion manifested over everything. <laughs> but that's not yet, is it? Your body hadn't changed yet, and we don't see God reign or dominion over everything yet. Keep reading, verse 24. Then comes the end. Everybody say, then. then. Can you see? I'm talking about time references. Then comes the end when. He shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father. When he shall have put down all rule and all authority and all power. How many believe A-L-L means all? It means all. All across this earth. It grieves my heart, I know it does your too. There are people, supposed to be people educated, intelligent, in positions of authority blaspheming and yeah. mocking yeah. Jesus yes. and, and God and the word and, and these truths and one of these days it's all going to stop. Yeah. You believe it or not?
1: Yeah.
0: It's all going to stop. A-L-L. All rule. All authority. All power. Keep going. Verse 25. For he must reign, this is talking about Jesus, must reign until he, Jesus, has put all enemies under his feet. Keep going. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Do we see that yet? Not yet. So maybe we do. No, we're still having funerals. Death is not a friend. Death is an enemy. And soon, there's going to be no more dying. We never lived in a place like that. Where the flowers don't die, the grass don't die, nothing dies. You don't age, you go a thousand years without one new wrinkle.
1: <laughs>
0: and you never have an off day. Never. No aches, no pains. No sorrow, no crying, no dying. What will we know? Come on, what will we know? God is actually in control now. He really is in control. This is what happens when God's in control. Death is an enemy. And the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Uh, It would help us to build this into our consciousness. I've heard preachers stand by a graveside and say, you know, God took our our dear brother in sweet death. Sweet death. Death is decay. It's detestable. It's an enemy. I said it's an enemy. And Jesus has already proved victory over it by rising from the dead himself, right? And he said, I got the keys of death and of hell. Glory to God. And you and I are on schedule. We are already on the appointment book for resurrection life in our bodies. Am I reading about it? When, it said when. Not if it happens, when it happens. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet. When he said all things are put under him. It is manifest that he is accepted. Which did put all things under him. That means the one who put all things under his feet. Is not under his feet. He's the exception. The father is not under Jesus feet. Keep reading. Keep reading. And when all things, somebody say when. When. See, there's a time frame here, isn't there? And we know a lot of these things haven't come to pass because we still got death happening. And he ties it to that. But when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject to him that put all things under him, that God may be all in All we are talking about then, the kingdom established, manifested, that then after that will never end. All these kingdoms on the earth have risen and fallen. Some of them lasted a thousand years. Kingdom of the USA has only been around a couple of hundred, right? I mean, we've been around a thousand years. And there's kingdoms that were around that long and all you can find is piles of rocks where they used to be. But there's coming a time when none of these earthly kingdoms will remain but the kingdom that's already in you will. Oh, somebody say the kingdom of God is in me, is in me. Thank you, Lord. Go to Daniel, please, and I'll see if I can conclude. Oh, thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Is there coming a time when every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord? Lord is a kingdom term, isn't it? He's king of kings and lord of lords. Wonder who those lords are he's lord of. Wonder who's those key well, The Bible tells you. It's you. <laughs> me? <laughs> me? I'm just, I'm just me. No, listen, listen. You've got to think differently. How many of you feel like you have grown and developed? in the last 2 years, 3 years, 5 years, 10 years since you were born again and got in the word have grown in the things of God? I know Phyllis and I from what, 35 years ago? We're totally different people. We see things differently. We think different. Our priorities, our values, everything's totally different. The word of God has changed us. The spirit of God has changed us. Now, What if we continued just what happened the last 30 years? We continued that for another 3,000 years. (laughs) Just that. I believe it'll be much advanced from that. Once you get out of here and all this junk, I think you'll really take off. (laughs) But if you just developed as much as you have the last few years for the next thousand, what kind of being will you be? The Bible said it does not yet, there it is again, appear. Why? What we shall be. We are now the sons of God. What do sons of God do in the kingdom? They rule, they reign. We're being trained right now. The Lord gave us. His authority gave us his name, gave us the, the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, sword of the spirit. Oh, and what would you think if you're all dressed up and nothing to deal with? Yeah. He left us some demons and some curse to practice on so we could learn. How can you be an overcomer and you got nothing to come over Everything we're learning right now, we will take with us into the age to come. Come on, are you listening? And actually what people are doing right now is either being qualified or disqualified for use and place in the kingdom. He says some would rule over five cities, some would rule over ten, some would rule over none. These kind of things are being determined right now which is why you and I should be seeking first the kingdom of God all the time. In Daniel 7, long ago, God showed Daniel how this was going to play out, didn't he? Anybody remember? Daniel chapter 7, he showed him the next kingdom that was going to come after him. And then what's going to happen after that? And after that? And after that? And then he showed him the end of the whole thing. Anybody believe the word of God is true? Do you believe? Just like it's written in here? That's exactly how it's going to happen. Daniel 7 verse 9. 7 verse 9. He said, I beheld till the thrones were cast down. Now he had already shown him Four major kingdoms that were going to rise and fall after the one he was familiar with. We're talking about world dominating kingdoms. The Babylonians at that time, and he talks about Persians and eventually the Romans, uh, which dominated the known world at that time. What was the Roman kingdom? It was wherever Rome exerted its influence. It's power, it's reign. But he's saying after that, he said, I saw till the thrones were cast down. What thrones? The thrones of kings and men. And the ancient of days did sit.
1: Whew. Now I'm
0: gonna have to stop right here just a moment
1: <laughs>
0: and ask you, do you know who that is? Yes, sir. Do you know who that is? That's your daddy. I don't know if you heard me enough. This is your father. The ancient of days did sit whose garment was white as snow. And the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame. His wheels as burning fire. Keep going. A fiery stream issued and came forth before him. Thousands, thousands, that's millions. Millions ministered to him. And ten thousand times ten thousand again, millions stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. How many believe this would be the most awesome day? This is, <laughs> Keep reading. I beheld then, because of the voice of the great words which the horn spoke. I beheld even till the beast was slain, and his body destroyed, and given to the burning flame. This is the same that's spoken of in Revelation. Keep going. Concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Keep going. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. Anybody know who that is? Jesus. Who is that? Jesus. That's your brother. Huh? Jesus. That's your big brother. Also your Lord the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven. Isn't that what they told in the book of Acts when he ascended? The angel said, just like you saw him go, you're going to see him come. Yeah. And he came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Keep reading. And there was given him what? Amen. Dominion, and glory, and a kingdom. Hallelujah. Does anybody know where some of this kingdom is this morning? Hallelujah. But at this point, all these other kingdoms shall have risen and had their day and had their reign and destroyed and killed and blasphemed. Some of it's going on right now today. But at that point, they will be no more. I said they will be no more. And all people, nations, languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Skip down to verse 18. Verse 18 says, but the saints of the most high who's that? Who's that? Who's that? We saw daddy. We saw big brother. Here's you. Here's you. The saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom over what? Over all nations. Every tribe, every language, every people. Forever, even forever, and Ever, how many believe that means exactly what it says forever and ever, never changing, never ceasing? Skip down to verse 21. 21. I beheld in the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Verse 22. Until the ancient of days came and judgment was given to the saints of the most high and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. And verse 27. Verse 27, and the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven. I'll let you stop right here. Stop right here. The glory of the king of Babylon, which the splendor must have been amazing, was a type of of what we're talking about. The glory of Solomon, David's kingdom. And Solomon's kingdom. Just little glimpses. The Bible said the way they did things. And the way his servants went up to worship. And the way they came back. And the way they functioned. Remember the queen of Sheba was lost for words. Wasn't she? And these are just natural types. Of what we're talking about here. This is not imaginary. This is not a fantasy. You and I will be a working part of the kingdom of God. Things will be happening. There will be activities and events and things and they will be glorious beyond words. You talk about power and glory and light and splendor and beauty. And you and I are going to be right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of it. Not as servants. But as sons. Sons. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven. Shall be given. To who? Who? Luke 12 says it gives your father good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I don't think that's registered on us. If somebody said. I'm going to give you the United States of America. (laughs) Would not compare. To what this is talking about. (laughs) Because this kingdom is only for a short time. Shall be given. To the people of the saints of the most high. Whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And all dominions. Shall serve And obey him. Hallelujah. How many are believing with me. For light about these things. In the coming days. In the coming weeks. How many think we ought to become. As kingdom minded as Jesus was. As the disciples were. As Paul and Peter. And the folks in the book of Acts. We ought to be thinking about the kingdom in the morning. And at noontime when the sun goes down. Do you think so? It will change our lives. And the difference is not just seeking your kingdom and your things, but seeking his kingdom and his things. And in the process, all the things other folks are running after, you get added to you. And we live on a higher plane. And soon and very soon, we're going to be out of here in just a few more breaths. And when we do, you and I will have been trained and prepared and ready This is the briefest thing we'll ever do. This life on earth. This is the briefest thing we'll ever do. After this, it really starts happening. (laughs) Can we make it? Can we hold on? Can we be faithful so that we can hear? (laughs) I thought what Brother Happy said Friday night was great. He said, do you want to hear well done? Or do you just want to hear well